Howdy folks, this is Scott Parker, and you're listening to episode 81 of Keep the Dream Flowing, a Woodstock 1969 podcast, and we're getting to that point, folks. It's time for the 53rd anniversary of the Woodstock Music and Art Fair, and in this episode, we continue with part two of a hugely appropriate guest, none other than Mr. Jim Shelley, the Woodstock Whisperer himself. Jim is long overdue for being on this show, and it's just such a pleasure to have him with us, and I'm sure you'll be hearing more from him on the show in the future. Check it out. He's going to give you the lowdown on how to access his vast store of online knowledge about the Woodstock Music and Art Fair. It is unparalleled in its historical accuracy, and the way he writes is just wonderful and colorful and he has the information folks and he imparts it well so for now here is part two of our conversation with jim shelley the woodstock whisperer right here on keep the dream flowing a woodstock 1969 podcast have you ever seen yourself in the movie jim everybody that was there looked no, I've, no. and believe me i've looked yeah <laughs> have you <laughs> yeah, I, every time I see a new picture, I take a closer look. But no, yeah. you know it. You know where you are in terms of the positioning in the crowd. Yes, um, and it, it's it's interesting because I, when I first went to the field, you know, around nineteen, oh, it goes around two thousand. The first time I went yeah. back, um, just and and Bethel Woods hadn't opened yet, obviously. Yeah, and I was walking around the field, and I said, I think this is about where I would have been. Okay, three or four more years later, I got my friend Tony. Tony's not as interested in Woodstock as I've become. Yeah. And, and that's fine. I, there's no, nothing wrong with that, obviously. But I said, I'm going to stand here at the top of the field, walk down, tell me where you think we were. He, w- he went to the exact spot I had already thought. So, really? So we're pretty sure I, you know, if, if, if you're familiar with the field, there's a, a, a gravel road that goes from the top yep. of the field to a gate on onto herd road yep where yep. that gravel road turns on the grass a little bit is where i'm pretty sure we were and the, the other thing that uh it, it it's very helpful to understand when you're at the field is the positioning of the stage and somebody explained this to me and it, it's a real good visual way of understanding where things were at the field, the stage was in the corner of the field. As yep. you're looking down toward the right corner of the field, and where you stand when you walk past the museum and past the market sheds at Bethel Woods, and there's a, a sign with that big overhead picture of Woodstock mm-hmm. at the yes. top of the field. Think of yourself as playing center field on a baseball yeah. field. That's where center field is, and you look and because the, the stage wasn't facing straight up the hill it was facing from one corner to the other corner so where you're standing is center field of the of the whole thing if if the stage is home plate that's that sign uh toward the left of the top of the hill is center field so then that 
the stage that is there, um, which is getting grown over with each passing year, is actually not the stage. No, that's from 98. Yeah, that's Day in the Garden. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and that was leveled off because, you know, they had time to, to do something like that. The stage sure. at Woodstock, as you know already, probably was up on scaffolding and all. They, they, didn't, right. they didn't flatten it out first. They just built it as was there. Interesting. So if you're looking, if you're looking at that, the 98 stage, it's to the right or to the left? No, to, to, the, to the left, toward the monument. Toward the monument. That's the stage. That's that's the 98 stage. Yeah. The, the the Woodstock stage, 69 stage is to the as you're looking down at the field. Yep. Way yeah. over toward the right. Huh. Really interesting. No wonder that before Wade Lawrence retired, he he told me about their, you know, the archaeological project to try to figure out where the stage was. Right. Because there was still a lot of question at that time. So they must have they must have figured it out from that because right. they didn't really know. Well, you also have the overhead shots and that gives you a, a, a bit pretty of good a, idea, a path to finding it. Yes. Yeah. Interesting. So <laughs> I just learned something. Ladies yeah, and gentlemen. So did I, because <laughs> yeah, me, I mean, me too. even me too. Devlin was telling us that the 98 stage was the stage. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it, it you know, it's. It isn't. It is. It isn't. It isn't in the sense that it's in the same. It's at the bottom of the field, obviously. Yep. Uh, yeah. But just the original stage was closer to the the wooded area um, that I can see on your uh, background, Jack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, this is uh, this is uh, at the um, last year's anniversary. It was me, Scott, and uh, Joyce, Joyce Mitchell. Mitchell. Yeah. That's funny. I, I wonder if that was the same day. I was in the museum that day uh, mm -hmm. I, and I wasn't on this particular tour. Another guy was another docent was on the tour, giving a tour. And, and this woman kept on sort of tagging along, tagging along. And he explained to her that this is a tour and, you know, you're really not supposed to just jump on it because yeah. last, as of last year, there's a five dollar charge for the tours. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and, and she said she very politely said to him, well, I worked at Woodstock. My name is, is Joyce Mitchell. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so he, he turned to her and said, it's your tour now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, wow. I, mean, I, was with, I was with her at the museum for one of those. Um, okay. Who'd we have? We had uh, Jim. Uh, he's a Facebook friend of mine. Last name was a W. I, I'm going to butcher the name. Winkleman, Winkle, oh, John, John yeah. Winkleman. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. He's 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 the person that you might want to get in touch with to talk to sometime. He really uh -huh. uh, he was there the, before and a little after the whole the whole thing. Really? Okay. Yeah. And, okay. and talk about a dedicated person. He lives in Rhode Island. And oh, wow. Travels in to do docent work and volunteer work at the museum. Holy cow. Yeah. That's our, our friend, Tracy. Well, she's my friend and she she does volunteer work at the museum. She comes up from Queens. And I thought that that was impressive. So <laughs> yeah, Rhode, Rhode Island's Island. Rhode Island's, you know, that that's dedication, boy. Very much so. But um, but yeah, the, the is Stephen Rolnick. Is he still a docent over there? He hasn't been for a couple of years now. 
So um, I'm not sure if he's still in the area anymore or not. Mm. I haven't. I, I he his picture. It's funny because in the, when you first walk into the main gallery of the museum, yeah. there's that large screen showing shots of Woodstock and things, and yep. he's in that. Uh, Is he? He's he's in there, and he would always love to point it out because he he knew exactly when it was and he would time him he was a docent or he is a docent yeah and he would time it so he'd say and there's me yeah they he was in the movie right i think yes, i think yeah so. he's yes. briefly in the movie yeah so it's well he would he worked I, the lights at, at that you knew that yes he did yeah and yes. andy i remember being at the museum with andy when andy was finishing up work on the box and um on the box set and um uh, he asked Stephen if if he could have been the person doing the announcements before the festival started, because there's that one reel of tape still in the archive. And um, Stephen said he didn't recognize his voice, but, you know, he said it's not impossible, but it doesn't really sound like me. So that voice is lost to the ages uh, because, you know, it's before Morrison, it's before Chipmunk. So, right. People have other people's medicine or people are know of other people who are wandering around without their medicine. If you are missing your medicine, you need to meet your friends. You've lost somebody. You even think remotely that somebody may be missing you. Please go up to the information center at the left hand, left hand side of the stage all the way at the top of the hill and make a connection either via note or somehow with them. We are making announcements in which we don't feel can be handled by that system. Neil Einstein, call home, urgent message. This is for little boy Tommy Williams, meet Freddie on the left of the stage. Fred Jacques has Rod Gill's hay fever pills. Fred Jacques has Red Gill's hay fever pills. I guess you should meet up at the information center. Mike Holt, come to the front of the stage. Important. Wade Martin. So here's which leads me to another mystery. What have you heard about? Um, the DJ or DJs that were supposed to be the, according to Morris, were supposed to be the MCs at Woodstock. I, I don't know that. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, what I do know, and, and it isn't mentioned too often, uh, is that especially on Saturday, I can't remember so much on Sunday itself, probably though, that they played music. Yeah. You know, they had, they, they had music playing, Damn it. you know, uh, which, you know, I mean, it's a minor thing, but it's it's part of the fabric of the whole story. Sure. Yeah, they they played. Um, yeah, they played music. Uh, well, between kind of. Sets. Yeah. Between acts and stuff like that. Yeah. And, um, you know, there's I wish that I had tape of some of that stuff just because the ambience, I think, is really cool. But but, um, you know, I would love to know what was played, except for that little. um Oh God! What was the name of that song that they played? Um, 
somebody starts the record, but he has it on the wrong speed. Uh, it's just it, it's just around uh, blood, sweat, and tears, or just after them, and they go to start the thing, and it it's too slow, and all you hear coming out of the the PA speakers is and and, and people of the crowd are going woo, you know. Like, <laughs> well, anything works, moment. right? Exactly. <laughs> But um, well, we have to ask this. Yeah. So, Jim, how did you I mean, you went to the festival, but how did you get fall down the rabbit hole that into Woodstock where you wanted to create your Woodstock Whisperer site? You wanted to be a docent at the museum. Well, it's an interesting. That's a good question, because Mm. and I I can't answer for 450,000 people, obviously. (laughs) Well, so you can I, answer to yourself. Right. Yeah. So I, I that Sunday afternoon, Tony and I drive home. It's Monday morning, I'm at work. I was working in the city that, at that time for the summer. September, I go back to college. I'm a sophomore in college. Truly a sophomore. If you don't know what the word means, I'm a sophomore. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and in, in, so that's 1969. In uh, December 1970, that girlfriend who wasn't allowed to go with me because we weren't allowed to sleep overnight together uh-huh. in 1969. We're 19. Uh, we're engaged. 1971, a year later, we're married. And then my point being is that Woodstock left my life it, because that's what I was doing. I was I was, you were I, was going, I, sure. you know, I, I was going to grad school. Eventually, we were married. We have children. I'm involved in that. And then in 98, uh, a guy I worked with uh, who built houses on the side uh, was talking about selling a house that he had in, uh, in Pennsylvania. I said, oh, I'm, my wife and I have been talking about looking at a, a, a country home. You know, let's let's take a look. So we're driving. We drive up to this to where this country home is going to be is. And uh, I'm on 17B in, ah. Bethel, in Bethel, New York. And I turned to my wife and I said, Joyce, I think this is where Woodstock was. But that's that's as as close as I had been back to Woodstock. Sure. Fast forward 12 years to 2010 when I retired and I said, you know what? I'm going to go over to to Woodstock and uh, to Bethel Woods and and volunteer because I get to see free concerts, you know, concerts free. So I started doing that and working in the museum a little bit, but it was more concerts. I think right. that's, what, that's how most people want to do it. And then I hear about this docent thing. Now, I was a classroom teacher. And I said, well, I know how to get in front of a group of people mm-hmm. and talk to them. And I know everything about the 60s. Yeah. I didn't. But, <laughs> <laughs> and, and at a point in the docent training, they asked, us trainees to do a little presentation and they gave us some topics. And one of the topics was protest music of the sixties. I said, ah, I can do that you Done. Know, yep. until I started doing it. And the next thing I know talking about the rabbit hole, I'm down the rabbit hole of protest music. And I, I realize still being a sophomore person that the history of protest music is much deeper and mm-hmm. much wider than the 60s. And, oh, and, and I, started, I started developing a document with protest music and then realized, well, you have to put it in context like the right. museum does. 
let's fast forward. This Word document uh, is now a thousand pages long. Wow. And, and that is the mine from which most of my posts come from. Okay. So I, I've gone into there and pulled things out. So, and that combined with doing docents and continuing education, so to speak, with doing docent tours and things has, has put me back into the middle of Woodstock. And then this Woodstock whisperer thing, I was talking to a young couple. When I used to meet young couples at the museum, I'd go up to them and I'd say, I know why I'm here. Why are you here? Because yep. I, I, I didn't understand how somebody that young, and I'm talking about somebody in their 20s, say, sure. I, you know, and, and, and the, the answer I got, the one answer I got, the best one ever, was it was a, a young German couple. <laughs> I said, oh, and I said, because we get a lot of people from all over the world there. Yep. And I, I said that to them. I know why I'm here. Why are you here? They said, you don't understand. Our parents in 1969 were living in East Berlin. Yeah. And when they heard about this event, they said, someday, maybe we will have that kind of freedom. Not that they wanted that event. They wanted yeah. the freedom that that event came to represent for them. So that was a re revelation to me. And then in another conversation I was having with a couple, uh, something like this, just, to, you know, telling you about what I know. Uh, the couple said one, I forget it was the, the, the guy or the girl said to me, you're like a Woodstock whisperer. <laughs> and I, I, I said, thank you very much. That's great. And I grabbed it and have, have run with it since. Wow. You know, that's yeah. true. It's, you know, there's a good, um, there's a festival. I don't know if they've been holding it since they've had COVID, but in Poland, there's a festival that they call Woodstock. Yes. It's and they huge. Just, it, it is huge. It's this massive festival and they let them have the name for that reason, because, you know, to them, Woodstock meant that kind of freedom that they did not have in 1969. So, well, you've all been to the monument. If you just spend any hour or two at the monument, somebody from some other country is going to stop by. It's, Absolutely. It's, it's astounding to me. I mean, I've stopped being astounded because I come to expect it now, but it, it's 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 amazing to me how this thing has has gone worldwide and represents so much more than what it initially represented. And, yeah. and, and for me to be a little part of it is in 19, uh, 2000, but what was it? Three years ago, 2019 for the 50th anniversary, I gave all my pictures to the museum. They use them as they want to use them. And they've been very nice to use them all the time. And because yep. I, I was in a spot to be seen a little bit, you know, people would talk to me. You guys talk to me. I created my own hashtag, hashtag ego smoothie, because <laughs> it's, you know, this is this is I you know, this is not what I was th thinking I'd be doing at 72 when I was 20, when I was 19. Yeah, right. but you deserve it because you, you know, again, you know, you're always my go to source for, yeah. um, you know, any kind of any kind of factual information about Woodstock. I mean, if if what we do adds to your knowledge, that's great, but it can never repay what you've given us in terms well, of, you. you know, collating uh, this information. Well, to let you know, many times after I've listened to one of your podcasts and they often overlap with someone that I've done a post on, 
I will I will re-edit my post to include things and and put yeah. a link to to your podcast because your your guests will mention something that go oh I didn't know that and I'll throw that in into the post. Yeah. I know occasionally I've commented on some of your posts. Yes, with yes. Uh, stuff that we get from the podcast. Right. Yeah, you really should be like a, a more regular fixture on here. I was telling the guys like you should do a segment on the show at least. and if they won't let you do your you know if they won't let you post things on facebook do like a segment for for the podcast love is a burning thing and it makes a fiery ring bound by a wild desire I fell in to a ring of fire I fell into a burning ring of fire I went down, down, down And the flames went higher And it burns, burns, burns A ring of fire A ring of fire Try singing it with me once, okay? Come on. I'm sure there's a lot of you out there. You don't have to sing very hard at all in order to make a whole lot of noise. I fell into a burning ring of fire. I went down, 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 and the flames went higher, and it burns, burns, burns. The taste of love is sweet when hearts like ours meet I feel for you like a child and oh but the fire went wild I burning ring of fire I went down, down, down and the flames went higher and it burns, burns, burns the ring of fire the ring of fire I fell into a burning ring of fire I went down, 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 and the flames went higher, and it burns, 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 the ring of fire, the ring of fire. Look, it's taken us 80 some odd episodes to get you on here and you should have been on yeah. here right from the beginning. Yeah. Again, <laughs> I, I truly appreciate this. It's, it's a it's a very nice thing you guys do to begin with and to be part of it is even hashtag ego smoothie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, yeah. I can't think of anybody better to do it. And if, you know, um, you want to participate in some of the interviews and stuff like that, you know, I'd, yeah. I'd be more than happy to have you do it because. Okay. 
you know, we um, all we do our we do our research. Oh, sort I, of. That's obvious. That, <laughs> yeah, that is very obvious. Believe me. Yeah, it's you know, it's just wild. But, you know, you got to credit uh, Johnny and you got to credit Jack for getting the, the guests on here because, you know, we've we've got like, you know, like Neil Miller is a good example that muskrat didn't want to talk about Woodstock for years and years by his own admission. And now, you know, he's ready to talk about it. It's great. Time well, and, and, he, and he wants his gold record. And he wants <laughs> That's his right, gold yeah. record. <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I would like to think that nowadays you can approach somebody and say, look, we've had these people talk to us. We're not just these new guys on the block. Yep. You know, a lot of people have spoken to us, listen to what we've talked about, and we'd love to have you talk some more. Sure. And that's yeah. the thing like Johnny's had uh, Johnny does a lot of the bookings for the show, but he's had an occasional no. Right. Or yeah. I don't want to talk about it or something. Right. Yeah. Well, um, there's John Sebastian. <laughs> oh, really? Sebastian said verbatim. Now, he was very nice about it. He wasn't surly. He just said, nice well, I'm, he said, I'm all talked out on the subject. But of course, I'll still keep I don't give up. Yeah, you, you get occasion, you know, you get people like that. I've had a couple. I don't want to mention names. I've, no, I've no, not no. had any. No one's been rude. A couple of them. You can mention them if you want. I'll edit it out. Okay. Uh, <laughs> last night, one of the guys from, uh, you know, you the episode Scott just released it yesterday with Mick Valenti from yep. The Quarry. Yep. I talked. I'd been trying to get this guy. I found a number. I mean, I left a couple of messages in the last, I don't know, six months. He <laughs> he answered the phone yesterday like I was an old friend. He said, hey, he goes, hey, Johnny Hudson, you got you finally tracked me down. And I'm thinking, <laughs> you know, I'm thinking I'm not a bounty hunter. I mean, I'm just, you know, <laughs> he said, yeah, I'll do your show. Hell, that was before I could even, you know, get he already knew the sales pitch. Sure. So, you know, it, it's fun doing this. A lot of people don't respond, but I don't give up. And then you have the most frustrating is when people say, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. And then you call them back, you know, three, four weeks, six weeks, and then they don't respond in another two months. They don't. That's irritating. Yeah, comes but with that, the territory, though. Scott has yet to, and I'm not, Scott's got a lot on his plate. <laughs> we talked to the nuns. You know, in, in the uh. movie, Jim, the shooting, the peace <laughs> sign. She, she was a Sister delight. Suzanne. Yes, Sister Suzanne Bunn. She, she's the one shooting the peace sign. Right. I, mm -hmm. I can't speak for Scott and Jack. I was nervous. because I I'm was thinking, too. I'm going to cuss. I can't cuss <laughs> yeah. in front of a nun, even though I'm not Catholic. But she would, and I thought, are we going to have enough things to say? But she was delightful. No, I she was great, it. yeah. She I'm told a couple slightly off-color jokes. What else are we going to talk to her about? <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, yeah, that was, I wasn't expecting her to tell us a couple of slightly off-color jokes, but yeah. she did. It was great. <laughs> and well, I, we, and we're I not said, broadcasting those. Yeah, exactly. I, yeah I, we're not going to broadcast those. I told Scott and Jack, I, said Scott, you're, I said, Scott, you're Catholic, and Jack says he knows a lot about Catholicism. I don't know a thing about it. <laughs> so I don't know if we're going to have enough 
you know, topics to discuss. So that yeah. that's an episode I'm looking forward to hearing. You know? Yeah, that's that's going to be coming soon. I just finished work on Bob Arkin. Yeah. Ah. So, yep. So both Bob Arkin episodes are done. And um, we've also got who else we got in the can? We got soon. Sally Man Romano. That, yeah. yeah, Sally Man Romano. Um, she's another she's like uh, Rona, Rona Elliott. Yeah. She's yeah. a real pip, you know, <laughs> She's yeah, but at least we could hear her. That's yeah. true. We couldn't really hear Rona. And, you know, that was kind of a that was a famous disaster because all three of us, none of us could hear Rona when she was talking. Really? You know, yeah. she kept cutting in and out. She had some kind of noise gate on, her, uh, um, you know, on her recording. And so we couldn't figure it out. And was it was only after the interview was done that we were just like, you know, Johnny got in his car during the interview and drove yeah. somewhere because he thought it was his Wi-Fi. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> really? And, and I'm like, and every time she would say something, Scott and Jack would answer. And I'm like, hell, I can't hear. Her. <laughs> so I got in my car. I got in my car and drove approximately five miles. And I'm like, you know, this isn't my phone because I was having <laughs> I was having problems with the Wi-Fi around here. So I thought this is kind of coincidental. And I'm like, well, I just wasted time. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I had a cop over there that was taking his lunch at night, you know, and he was looking at me and I thought, well, I'm doing the podcast. The cops eyeballing me. And then he drove <laughs> over after we hung what you up. you doing, son? <laughs> yeah, he drove over. It turns out I knew the guy. Oh, I said, I'm doing the podcast. He goes, oh, you do it from here. I said, no, I thought we had a bad connection. (laughs) And of course we didn't, but you know, we were glad to get Rona home. We love her. Yeah, no, she was. And it it was fabulous in that, you know, Scott did a marvelous job on it. Because even though we couldn't hear it, you can't tell. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I did a lot of work to make that. Plus, the other thing was we could curse like all you know, like sailors, because she's yeah. far worse than any of us will ever be. <laughs> just, the first thing I said to her, you know, and you told me, Jim, call me Jim when we talked a year and a half ago, because I, I always refer to people. I guess it's a southern thing, Mister or Mrs. You know, uh, I said, I said, I would have done we- that too. Yeah, I said, may we call you Rona? She goes, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> and I thought, okay, we don't have to worry about watching our language. <laughs> nope. <laughs> so we got to, Jim, we have to ask you just to, if you want to put this on the show, you can. But um, recently you had an issue with Facebook and um, I'm sure that, you know, people who are listening to this are very well familiar with your your regular postings and, you know, on social media and stuff. And on at least one of those platforms, those those uh, postings have entirely disappeared. Yeah, every post I have over the years at the 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 site Woodstock Whisperer, Woodstock dot info. Wow. It's a dot info site. I don't yep. sell anything. I'm not looking to sell anything. Yeah. Nope. I've been, yep. I have had occasionally people contact me. Can I put advert? I don't do advertising, period. Yep. It's a hobby. Um, and yeah. what I do did <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> every morning, I would go to that day's uh, posts 
Mm-hmm. Because the posts are associated with particular days. I'm looking at uh, tomorrow is what, the 14th? 13th. 13th. Yeah. 13th. So it's Juma uh, Sultan's birthday tomorrow and Jack Cassidy's birthday tomorrow. Ah. Yeah. So I would go to their posts on them because I've done a post on every one of the performers at Woodstock. And I right. share that to the Woodstock Whisperer Facebook page. Right. Uh, as well as by the time we get, there's a few I, sh- I would share it to. Sure. Uh, but at a week or so ago, two weeks ago now, we're being caught by Facebook's algorithm and said no, these, these exceed or don't meet community standards or violate community standards. And I, I, I've been posting these things for four, five, six years now. You know, yeah, he, every every year I would repost right. on the person's birthday or whatever. And it turns out that I can no longer share any of my posts to Facebook from my site. I have wow. no idea why I've, I've challenged the few that I can get through to challenge on. But yeah, I've gotten no feedback yet. Yeah. So, so, so those so posts now are you're, gone. Now those your uh, picture is on Facebook's wall like the post office (laughs) well the posts at the facebook pages have all been removed yes right now i still have my site you know and and i can i can what i'm i what i'm doing now in the morning is i'll try to put a a a, a synopsis uh, like tomorrow i'll put a synopsis of jack cassidy and 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 say if you'd like to read more please go to, and I can't right. say, I can't put the link there because if, if, yeah. if Facebook senses the link, it cancels it. Right. So but, I put, I put so, www and then the word dot, yeah, which doc whisper a dot info. Now I, I wonder don't know. if, oh, I wonder if any of your posts will come up on, on the memories, you know, like for example, April 20th, Say yeah. you, you posted something five years ago. I wonder if, if, if they will, or I, I guess they just took them out completely. I, that's my sense. Yeah. No, they yeah. completely removed the post. So therefore, they won't show up as memories. Because yeah. I know in some of my memories, I posted jokes from people who either, I guess they took down the site or they did. Yeah. No, it just says this content is not no longer available. <clears throat> oh, okay. Yeah, that's stupid. What I used to do, Jim, is I used to not share your posts by using the share button, but I would copy, like physically copy them. Okay. And yeah. then paste, God, you know, yeah. today in Woodstock history, buy the Woodstock whisper. Yeah. And then I put it there. So those posts, as far as I know, still live on mine. Right. As, l- as long as the link is not there. Yeah, it's, it's acceptable, apparently. But I mean, that's silly in a sense, because the point was, you know, just to go to it, you know. Yeah, you know, sure. I, but that was the whole point. It's so funny because you can talk, you know, if Facebook employees, if you're listening, consider <laughs> this, if you will. You can talk freely and openly about putting a bullet in the back of Joe Biden's head or Donald Trump's head, if you prefer. Yeah. But you can't put a bunch of posts about Woodstock up there. Exactly. What's wrong with this picture, ladies right. and gentlemen? Well, I mean, <laughs> e- even even my posts, because because of that thousand page document that I have yeah. of, of dates and dates and dates, that's one of my daily things. Yeah. You know? yeah. And it's just a bunch of historic events. It, it's right. nothing, right. nothing 
controversial, just historic yeah. events. Yeah. Everything. But has been removed. I, it's, it's crazy. And, and, and I've done what Scott's done. I've done a screenshot. It's, you know, it just, ne- you know, wonders never cease. And I know that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I've done a screenshot of your stuff, like the pictures. Uh huh. But, but I mean, like I said, you probably know, or if you don't, well, hell, they're all gone now. I've shared your post, God, I don't know how many times, had endless times ever since, you know, when you first came on there doing that, or when I, I first did it noticed it, <laughs> when I first noticed it, I said, damn, who the hell is this guy? He knows his stuff. And I'd share the post. Yeah. Right? And it was, it was never a problem till, like you said, and the last week or two and i don't get it no i i i i have no idea it's just it's baffling and And i shared one of Artie cornfeld's posts and i didn't read it that thoroughly (laughs) it had something to do with woodstock and i got a warning oh your account is whatever a status warning and they took the post down Yeah, and I'm like, if if you take it down for people can't see it, at least let me see what it was, so right. I know not to share it or post it again. Right. And Corn <laughs> and he didn't write anything like you know bizarre, like what Scott was no threat threats or right. He shared something from the '60s, which I think he's qualified to do that. Mm-hmm. And they said a. And it'd be He's one the thing. Pied Piper. <laughs> yeah, it'd be one thing if they just removed the site, but they put me on my account status, you know, as warning. Mm-hmm. I mean, warning for what? Yeah, stuff I have insane. done. No. Stuff I have done. Stuff getting into arguments with people that I probably should have been warned, <laughs> but not. For, they don't. They don't, like Scott said. You can say crazy, bizarre stuff. They yeah. don't do anything, but if you set, share something on this day in 1964, per the Woodstock Whisper, Muhammad yeah. well, Cassius Clay won the world's heavyweight championship. <laughs> yeah. We can't share that. No, it, it makes no bloody sense. Well, well, it is fa- it is Facebook's playground, and yeah, they yeah. can do whatever they want with it. Right, I understand that. Right, and I do. I do have uh, an Instagram page, yeah. Woodstock at Woodstock Wisp, because you, you can't yeah, go longer yeah. than so many letters. Right. But, right. And I, I will post things there, too. But, uh, but that's also Facebook. Uh, I don't know. I don't think. Uh, did I say Instagram? I meant yeah, yeah. You did Twi- say Twitter, Instagram, but Twitter. Instagram is owned by yes. I, Facebook I'm sorry, I, or Meta. I misspoke. It's, it's uh, uh, t- Twitter that okay. I, can, I can do that. Then they, they don't have any problem. I mean. No, tw- Twitter. Twitter's a different story right. as of right now. Oh, Facebook Elon owns, Musk takes it over. Facebook owns Facebook Instagram. Owns Instagram. I didn't. Yeah, know that's that. that's Facebook in the last. Facebook owns Instagram, and they last, own WhatsApp. Right. Huh, it, that's in the last that. year or so, I think. Facebook bought Instagram. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. No, it's just crazy. I mean, like I, I'm a football fanatic, and I post this guy belongs in the Hall of Fame, you know, because I've got a lot of former football players a few hundred in my friends list literally and we'll talk about it and i've gotten a couple of those taken down i'm like nobody cussed nobody threatened in fact they agreed with me like yeah you know if the voters need to get him in there yeah that's controversial we can't be talking about that you know it's just stupid yeah i just don't you know i understand if you violate rules 
which granted I have done, but not with, <laughs> stuff, not with stuff like that. Right, right. Well, it is what it is. Hello to all friends of the draft resistance revolution in America. Good evening. I hope it stops raining. One thing about the draft resistance that's different from other movements and revolutions in this country and that we have no enemies. And it's one of the beautiful things about it. And to show that our hearts are in the right place, we'd sing a song for the governor of California, Ronald Reagan Zap. He's a drugstore truck driving man. And he's ahead of the Ku Klux Klan. When summer comes rolling around, we'll be lucky to get out of town. He's been like a father to me. He's like the only DJ you can hear after three. And I'm an all-night singer in a country band. If he don't like me, he don't understand. He's a drugstore truck driving man. And he's ahead of the Ku Klux Klan. When summer comes rolling around, we'll be lucky to get out of town. He's got him a house on the hill. And he can play country records till you've had your fill. He's a lawman's friend, he's an all-night DJ Sure don't think much like the records he plays He's a drugstore truck driving man And he's ahead of the Ku Klux Klan When summer comes rolling around We'll be lucky to get out of town He don't like resistance, I know and he said it last night on a big TV show. And he's got him a medal that he won in the war. Weighs 500 pounds and it sleeps by the door. He's a drugstore truck driving man. He's ahead of the Ku Klux Klan. When summer comes rolling around, we'll be lucky to get out of town. Jim, you went back there in 2000. Was that the first time? Yeah. I, as I say, we, my wife and I purchased this other home in 98. So I probably took a trip over within a year or two over. Before, again, this is well before uh, Bethel Woods. Um, yep. I guess around that time was when Bethel Woods was being thought about and planned, yes. but um, it wasn't being built yet. And as I say, I went there once. I guess I walked down to the monument, too, you know, yeah. um, and saw it. And that was that. It, I, as I say, Woodstock was not something that I needed to have in my life. Sure. Because um, it had been such a big thing. I mean, yeah. when, when I was in the classroom, I had my carousel of slides mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, on a, on a short day before a holiday, you know, usually school gets out early on those days. And so yeah. I would bring those slides to school and I would show them to the students. And 
I didn't have a story. I didn't know there was a story to the slides. Yeah. And so I and so to them, it was just a bunch of pictures of a bunch of people. So yeah. I stopped doing it after a while because it wasn't something that uh, I needed to do. Now, in 89, the Life magazine put a some kind of advertisement out or whatever. Would you like to tell us your story? We're putting a an anniversary issue together. Yep. So, so I sent in a, a short essay and they used one paragraph from mm-hmm. that essay. So it, it sort of came back into my life in 89 for a little while. But then again, left it again. But and, and I'm not trying to say that that's the way it should have been or is or whatever, but just for, for me. And I, my sense is that for a lot of people, you know, I have a few high school friends who went. I didn't even know they were there. And then at reunions, yeah. you were there. I didn't know you were there kind of a thing. <laughs> and I say, well, you know, we'd love to hear your story. No, I don't, I'm, I'm just I don't want to do that. Yeah. So and again, yeah, I, I, I'm not saying they should, but yeah, for, I guess for a lot of people, it isn't something they they want to be talking about or have no memory to want to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah, And the gentleman that went with you, I have to ask, since you've mentioned it, do you think he would want to be on our show? No, (laughs) because he he doesn't even, he doesn't even want to be interviewed by Beth L Woods for their short little uh, memory thing. Wow. He says he doesn't doesn't remember enough to tell a story. Okay. Well, you can't blame a good, Girl for trying. I had to ask. No, no, no. I, I, I appreciate your asking. No problem. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it is worth preserving. Cause like we said, you know, that those stories are really the story of Woodstock, you know, because that if you talk to the performers and stuff like that, it's the story of a concert. What makes it an event was the attendees. Yes. Right. And, yeah, but it, and, well, it depends. I mean, it depends upon the performer for, I mean, Carlos Santana's told the story millions of times yeah. around Nash. But when you talk to a Michael Shreve or a Greg Raleigh, it's they don't get asked about it as much. I mean, yeah. for Iris, for our friend Iris Stone, he loves talking about it because he doesn't get asked about it as much. Right. Yep. I mean, Bert Summer isn't even on the monument. Yep. David Sanborn told me when I met him one of the few times. First time I met him, I had my Woodstock paraphernalia. And he's like, holy shit, you know I was at Woodstock. I said, yeah. He sa- I said, well, I can't bring everything. He said, no, bring it tomorrow because he was there two nights. He loved talking about it. Oh. <laughs> you know. Which, really? Yeah, usually people just sign it, but he was delighted to sign. That's been, about 20, that's been roughly 20 years ago. He might not feel that way now. <laughs> yeah, right. I, well, I know Buzzy <clears throat> Peaton, uh contacted yeah. me last week to try to sell me a guitar. Yeah. Oh, Buzzy? And I asked him to be on the podcast, and he's like, I'll call you tomorrow. I'm still waiting for the call. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've sent him several messages, and he – but he's a nice guy. He just – he's – I'm going to keep trying. I never give up. Was he the youngest fuzzy the guy from shanana i think was the youngest yeah either, either that or was it the bassist with crosby stills National yeah Island? oh yeah, yeah. but okay. I, I, i've never been able to determine yeah exactly yeah. how old he was there no i don't know that there's no birth dates that i can find for yeah. greg reeves is that his name yeah can but, you guys see that no that's one yes. of the that's one of the yeah. big Woodstock mysteries for me. Is this Billy Joel? Oh, I have no idea. Yeah, 
I think it is. You have to ask him. Really? Yeah, I got to send it over to uh, his office and see. Because so when we was there, yeah, he was, yeah, he was definitely there. He, um, I know Stephen Tyler claims he was there, and I believe. Yeah, it's on the back cover. He talks about on the back cover of songs from the Attic album from '81. He said, he said, "Rain, mud, acid, and bo." You didn't miss anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That was his take on it, but I think that could be Billy Joel. Yeah. So I got to. Yeah. I've, it's always bothered me because that's exactly what he looked like it, at the from time. From what I can, I mean, it does look. It looks like you know similar. Yeah. You know, I don't. I know. mean, how you know, old? This, he in his early twenties then, maybe. Twenty three, twenty four. Yeah, something like he was that. In the hassles at that point. Yeah, or he might have been between the hassles and Attila, but he was. Yeah. You know, he was playing out on Long Island. He'd been, yeah. you know, playing for quite a while, so. You know, that that's another picture of him in Attila, which was the, the following year. You can see that. Yeah. I don't know if you can oh, see yeah. It. With it with the mustache. I don't know. You can't really see it very well, but yeah. but um, but that's a I don't know, maybe that one's better. But it looks now nah, it's kind of the same. Yeah, but you can looks- see the mustache a little bit there. That's Billy Joel. That's Billy Joel, yeah. Damn. Although it looks like that. a uh Charlie Chaplin mustache. Yeah. No, it's fuller than it looks in that picture. Yeah. Okay. Now, I think it could be him. Could yeah, be. Yeah, it's possible. We're going to send that over to Paul Dittmer. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to do a song now for you about modes of eating with your hands and feet because we're sick of forks and knives and I don't know. We're going to try to get it. We're going to try to start. Getting everybody high now with a number called That's How I Eat.
I know you you all have seen it where someone's asking who's that guy standing by grace is that john densmore have you seen that yes i have Who, seen that densmore anyone, was I, there he was there i heard he was densmore was there but there's a picture that floats around on the woodstock pages on facebook etc where people say who is this guy is that densmore and it kind of favors him but you don't know what picture i'm talking about or no idea if okay, you find yeah. it, send it to me because yeah. it, was it John Morris or somebody that told us that Densmore was there because Chipmunk told him to come? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I think it I was Morris who that. said that. He we said asked that him about us? that. He said yeah, that on yeah. our. Oh, okay. I didn't remember that. Yeah, yeah. We asked him about Densmore, but he was there huh. for at least Sunday because you, there's footage yeah. of him dancing to. Well, he was in the big Joe jam Cox, So along with Joan Baez and. All the other yeah. people off to the stage. Like, yes, yes. So, um, you know, it's another one of the great, you know, things I'd like to find out. But I, I really need to send that Billy Joel picture over to his, his publicist and see if I could get him to take a look at it and confirm it. Yeah, I've met him twice. He's a really cool guy. I mean, yeah. he's not a, he's not what you would, you know, he's not an egomaniac type. At least not with fans. Now, see, see, Jim, these guys go and they 
yeah. they find these these musicians and they ask them for the, their autographs. And right, stuff. So, right. Yeah. Well, so that's, I'm too that's shy a, to do that. If that's a stepping <laughs> if that's a stepping stone for your show to get people. That's terrific. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's helped a lot of the people that I've met told me multiple, and most of them said I probably wouldn't do this for anybody else. But you know, you came a long distance to meet me. So I thought, okay, that's great. I'm glad I could use it for something. (laughs) I run Daniel Benzebuon's Facebook page and I talk to him periodically. Can't get him on the show. Uh, They can't all want to do it. But, you know, like I said, Jim, if you ever want to participate in any of this stuff or you really should do a segment, too, that we can break the show up with. Well, just an idea. Okay. I'll think about it. Cobble, I, I, cobble together something. Okay. You now yeah. th- this way we could stick it to uh, Facebook and yeah. <laughs> all different social media platforms. I, I love that. that. I love that. <laughs> and we do appreciate you coming on, Jim. We would uh, to get you on. I'll say it a third time. Yeah. Hashtag Eagle Smoothie. Yeah. It. It's a, it, such an honor. Really, it is. Yeah, it I is. can't if believe it took us else, this damn long. <laughs> well, if nothing else, we can plug www.woodstockwhisper.info info thank yeah. you thank not you making much. any money off of it folks no nope. but it's and the you- it's the best and most in- you will learn yeah. far more than you will far more from woodstock whisperer site than you will from any book i promise yeah. thank you thank you <laughs> and plug your plug tell them your twitter account jim it's at, at woodstock wisp at like at the, the symbol wisp. for at because uh, it can't go er because yeah. apparently your your handle on Twitter can't go yeah. farther than that many letters. So it's W H I W H I S P then. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Well, I'm following you right now, Jim. Yeah. <laughs> I, I yeah, I, I'm going to when we Thank hang you. up. I didn't I didn't know you. Sure. Oh well, I I mean I, I never used it that much because yeah. Facebook was a spot where I could right. share it yeah. to so many different pages at once. You know, yeah. there you go. I I'll just did it just you. now. I'll follow you now when we hang up or whenever. Okay. Yeah. What well, I did, what I did start to do, as I say, I'm famous for my not 45 minute tours. You get your money's <laughs> worth. Um, Good. Hey. And uh, I'm I, going on one. I had my, uh, I still have my my sleeping bag from 1969. Really? It was a, it was, a, it was a Boy Scout sleeping bag and. I don't know. I never got rid of it. In fact, the story behind the story, uh, I got home Sunday evening, whatever time that was from Woodstock. And I walked in the house and my parents were, were, were old fashioned parents. I was 19. Go where you're going to go. I, you know, we're not going to tell you anymore. And I walked in and my mother didn't say, how was it? You know, are you okay? My mother said, you're going to get that sleeping bag cleaned yourself. <laughs> was- now, for those of you who are listening, picture the end of Woodstock and, and picture those sleeping bags that people are right. picking oh, up off the feet. Right. Oh my God. And that's exactly what it looked like. So, anyway, oh, I said, anyway, I take you outside and hose you off. Well, oh. yeah. So, I, 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 oh. I still have that sleeping bag, as I say. And I, and I asked uh, the director of the museum, Neil. 
if I said, can I incorporate this somehow? He goes, well, first of all, you're going to give that to us, aren't you, someday? <laughs> I said, oh, oh, yeah, you can. <laughs> I didn't know you wanted it. Yeah, you can have it when, you know, when I'm wherever I'm going after all this, you can have it. And, <laughs> yeah. uh, and he said, I said, now, but I want to use it on my tour. At the end of my tour, I'm going to talk about how Tony and I brought this and brought that. And, yeah. and then we found our sleeping bag. And then he said, well, <laughs> if you know the museum, right by the bus across from the bus is a VW beetle. Yeah. And yep. the front of the, the, the trunk, the front is open and there are some, there's some stuff in there. So what I'm starting to do now is I bring my sleeping bag all rolled up and put it in there before the tour. And then when That's we great. get to that part of the tour, I walk over and I pull it out and say, here's my sleeping, sleeping bag. bag. I'm going to open it up. And so uh, it, it, as, as Charlie would often say about my tours, and I'd say, this is what I'm going to do new. I'm going to do this now. You go plus one. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, since we're not going to have him on the show, and actually I asked him and he said no, because he'd get in trouble. But why don't you spend <laughs> yeah, he, he told me that many Charles? times. Yes. <laughs> no, why don't you spend a few minutes talking about Charlie? Well, I'll, I'll tell you that the first time I met Charlie, I was doing a tour and he was on my tour. And, ah. and, and afterwards, uh, you have time in between tours, usually do two an afternoon. And so I was out on the terrace at the museum and he came over and said, I was just on your tour. I I enjoyed it. I was at Woodstock and we, we started talking and, and, you know what it was like to talk to Charlie. He was the easiest person, the friendliest person, the nicest person you could he ever was. talk to. Maybe, maybe Duke is tied, Duke Devlin. Yeah. But Charlie, yeah. and he, he lived for Woodstock, the guy. He lived for Woodstock. When I would be exchanging messages with him in the morning, and we often did, that was part of my and his morning routine, he, he would say, well, I got to go now. I'm off to the mothership. He, he was going, yep. he was going to the museum. He was off to the mothership and he just loved, loved, loved being there. He loved talking to people. People loved talking to him. And, uh, and he always, always was looking for new information and he'd share it with me. A lot of the information I've learned is through Charlie. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's I, why he's the mayor. Yeah. That's why he's the mayor. Well, he's the mayor. You know why he's the mayor, right? Because no. he, he helped out down the road at the Asger farm reunions every year, Gerald's. Yeah. Okay. And, and, and because he helped out so much, I'm not sure who, who gave him that name, but somebody said, well, you're like the mayor here, I guess. And he became Charlie the mayor. And one nice thing that we were able to do before December, uh, when he was no longer a volunteer, um, we, we, a group of us bought a paver for him. And the paver yeah. is at the char you know, Charlie, the mayor, uh, Maloney. So and he did see that. And I'm, yeah, I'm very, very happy we're able to do something like that for him. Jim, where is the paver? Because I last time I was up there, I looked for it. But, you know, needle in a haystack. Right. Exactly. Oh. It's uh, as you approach the stone gates. Yep. All the way over on the left. Yes. Sort of in front of the last gate on the left. Okay. Right in there. All right. I'll remember that because I've been wanting to, you know, pay my respects to to him because I knew I'm going back to the to the Yasgers days with Gerald's oh, okay. place and all that stuff. Right. So, you know, he 
<laughs> he was always he was always the most colorful one there, literally and figuratively. So <laughs> couldn't well, miss him. I I made up a one of those folding chairs. Yeah, uh, and I, I get maybe you saw it on my site. I have it as at the top of the top picture on the Facebook page. Yep, uh, <laughs> of Charlie the Mayor Maloney. Yeah, and w- my plan is to leave it there when I'm up there. Bring it there in the morning. Leave it there, and then just pick it up in the afternoon when I go back. Just as a, a little memorial. Yeah, well, I, I think the I stool was because uh, there's a stool down there, and I thought yes. that was his. Yes. Well, that that's that's his too, so to speak. Yes. Yes. But, and then I think the uh, the Urkelines, uh, they like the idea of this of the chair so much with the name on it that they might do another one. So because they are there a lot more than I'm at the museum because they're much uh, more local. Yeah, they yeah. like pine bush or something like that yeah yeah i have yet to actually meet them um eventually we'll get them on the show yeah they are there most uh concert days they sit down by the monument most concert days and just just talk to people really and when people when people find out who they are it's like yeah because they'll hold they have a a, the album with them you know yeah It's, it's just it's very special it's really special yeah, they they t- he told me Mr. Urkeline told me he would do the show, but I haven't heard back. I'm right. sure he's busy. Well, they so they, they spend the, they you? spend the winter down in Florida, so, yes. but they are they're yeah. back now. So.
Thank you. Thanks very much. And that's our show. Keep the Dream Flowing, a Woodstock 1969 podcast was produced and edited by Scott Parker. Your hosts were Jack Lekensky, Johnny Hudson, and Scott Parker. Keep the Dream Flowing, a Woodstock 1969 podcast has a Facebook page where you can catch up on all the latest Woodstock hullabaloo. Keep the Dream Flowing, a Woodstock 1969 podcast is not affiliated in any way with Woodstock Ventures or any of its individual partners or entities. On behalf of Jack Lekensky and Johnny Hudson, this is Scott Parker saying thank you very much for listening and we will see you next time.